Hello, friends. Welcome to Josiah Venture Stories. You will hear incredible stories of life change from the mission field and be inspired by the movement of God in Central and Eastern Europe. I'm your host, Gwen Gardner, and I am so excited to share today's conversation with you. Today on the show, I am interviewing the beautiful, kind, artistic Hannah Hartman. Hannah is the oldest of four kids and moved to the Czech Republic with her family when she was nine years old. So she is a third culture kid and a JVK, Josiah Venture Kid, alumni. She has navigated learning a new language and attending school in her second language. She just finished her first year of college in Massachusetts at Gordon College. Hannah has such a beautiful spirit, loves writing and storytelling, and is super excited to share her story today. And I'm excited for you to hear it. Hannah, welcome to the show. (laughs) Thank you. I'm so excited to do this. This is so fun. Oh my gosh. Yes. And I just want our listeners to know that we are recording today in the Czech Republic, in PSEC, where you Mm -hmm. grew up. We are in your childhood bedroom. (laughs) We are. (laughs) This is pretty cool to record in this sacred spot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So just introduce yourself, share anything you want to share about yourself and we'll just start there. Yeah. So hello, my name is Hannah Hartman. I am 19 years old. Um, I grew up in Denver, Colorado with my three younger brothers and we were homeschooled for that entire time. Um, and then when I was nine, we moved over to the Czech Republic and that was my first public school experience in my second language, which oh was my gosh. very interesting. <laughs> but yeah, and then we lived in Ostrava, which is a city, um, big industrial city on um, or in Czech. And, and that's where I live right now. That's where you live. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah crazy, small world. Um, and then we were there for 18 months and then we moved over to Bohemia, which is the other side of the country. And yeah. that's where we are right now. I totally forgot that you guys lived in Ostrava yeah. for a little bit. <laughs> so you like went to school in Ostrava yep. first and yep. then, oh. Okay. Well, we went to school in Friedland uh, first and then we moved to a different school in Ostrava and then moved over. So I've oh, been in like wow. four different schools um, in by, by my time in Czech. Yeah. So. And so you were nine years old and then you have three younger brothers. Mm-hmm. So they were like, how old were they? Like little. Yeah, we're all two years apart. So it was like nine, seven, like four, five or four. And then Hayes (laughs) Hayes was like three. (laughs) So very little. Oh my gosh. How was that? Like, what did you think little nine-year-old Hannah moving to the Czech Republic? It didn't seem real to me. I think I remember dad saying that. And when you're a kid, you don't really know what all of that really means and how much comes with moving from one country to another. So it was just kind of a lot of trust. I was like, okay, whatever. I don't really, yeah. (laughs) Like, I don't know. I trust you. Um, and then I think it really hit me when we, the day that we moved over. So wow. (laughs) Wow. Okay. We're going to get into more of that story in a little bit, but first what, what is bringing you the most joy right now? In your life? Well, um, I am currently, I'm at home uh, and first time in a year because I was in school in the US and this is my first time like actually being home because for Thanksgiving and Christmas, 
and spring break. Literally, I was just in the States the entire time. So Mm -hmm. I didn't get to come home. And so I've really loved being home with my family. I think one of the big things of the, I learned a lot of things, but my first year of college was a lot about learning what does it mean to have a place and have a community and Mm -hmm. coming home was just this reminder that, hey, you have a place and you have um, your community. You don't have to make it anymore. Yeah. So like coming to my room for the first time was so <laughs> special. Well, for like the first time in a year, it was so special for me to just come in here and be like, whoa, this is my bed. And that's yeah. the desk that I studied for countless check exams yeah. and FaceTime some of my best friends. Like it was all just here. And that was super super fun. And I'm also really loving just having time to read whatever the heck I want to read. Yes. Um, yes. Summer. Yeah. Reading. I'm teaching myself how to play guitar. So because you already play the ukulele. Yeah. And yes. I forgot it in, <laughs> oh, in <okay>. Massachusetts. <laughs> so I was like, dang it. Um, but uh, yeah. So. Well, I'm glad your brothers didn't like invade your space while you were away. At they college, would so. have and wanted to, but they were also in America at the time. So that's right. Yeah. Your parent or your whole family just got back from like 10 months mm-hmm. in the States. It's a whole social security thing as a whole thing. Yeah. But <laughs> Exile. <Fun>. Exile. <laughs> wow. So that's great. I'm so glad you get to be home for the summer mm-hmm. with your family here in your room. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's those small things. I think especially for third culture kids to have some of those pockets of like, oh, that's kind of normal mm-hmm. or, you know, man. And uh, congratulations on finishing <laughs> your first year of college. That's a big deal. Um, and that's crazy. So you're going to do a lot of reading this summer, mm-hmm. hang out with your family. Yeah. Anything else? Any well, plans? I'm taking a summer class. So oh, okay. Christian theology, mm-hmm. four credits in three weeks. It's going to be a lot, but yeah. I'm looking forward to it. I'm glad that this is the class that I don't have any other classes along with. So mm-hmm. I can just really focus on it. Um, yeah. And I'm just planning to kind of hang out and yeah. rest. <laughs> what are some books on your summer reading I am in the middle of Adorning the Dark by Andrew Peterson. Yes, we were talking about that before Uh, we push play. I love him. (laughs) He's amazing. Uh, So I'm reading that. And then I'm also reading Letters to Malcolm, C.S. Lewis. Oh, okay. Um, It's about prayer. And I just finished a fun fantasy series that I've reread for the second time now. So Nice. Mm -hmm. That's great. Fun. I love reading in the summer. It's nice, <laughs> especially on vacation. I'm always like, okay, what is my perfect vacation book? Yep. I need to have it. <laughs> okay. So, okay. Let's talk about growing up in the Czech Republic. What was that like for you? What are some of your favorite Czech memories? Like when you're living in the States, what do you think? Oh, I really miss this mm-hmm. about Czech. Like what are some of those things? Yeah. Um, There's a lot of things. I think... I really loved visiting all these cool castles. Like Czech has so many castles and that was what we would do in school for field trips. We would get to go see different castles. Um, We'd go to Prague a lot. At one point we went to Salzburg, Austria for a day because we can just do that. The sound of music. (laughs) It was (laughs) amazing. I loved it. Um, I love being able to access other countries easily that is super fun and cool that you can just, you know, yeah. drive across the border and get There's to a different country. Poland. There's yep. Uh, yep. Germany. What are the <laughs> other countries that border? <laughs> Slovakia. Slovakia. Duh. Yeah. <laughs> um, and Prague's like an hour away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not, it's not far. It's not very far. close. 
I love um I loved all the JV conferences. Amalnovitsa, probably mm-hmm. one of my favorite places in Czech. Um finding cool random shops in Prague, coffee shops, bookshops, anything best. Yes. Um I loved performing concerts with Fusion. All yeah, over so, Czech. Yeah, Fusion, the music ministry. Yep. I got to visit one summer. I, we got to visit your camp for like a day. Mm-hmm. That's pretty fun. And I saw you in Slovenia when we launched it. Yes. <laughs> you, yeah. You were on the team that helped launch uh, Fusion Ljubljana. So the capital. Fusion Ljubljana and yeah. Celia. We did and, both. Yeah. And oh, you were there for Celia too. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because I, mo- I moved to Slovenia right after the launch. Yeah. So I'm, that was so fun. Oh, wow. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And our friendship goes way back. We met, oh gosh, I can't even like, I think we met at a spring, my first spring conference because mm-hmm. you were there too. That was also your first spring conference, mm-hmm. 2012, right? Yep. And you were like really little. I was like 12. <laughs> yeah, you were really, yes, you were like 12 or 13. Uh-huh. But I remember thinking, oh my gosh, this girl is so cool. I want to know her. And at that <laughs> point, I didn't really know about the whole jvk mm-hmm. world and like how you can how you guys have a camp every summer and there's counselors and so i remember one of my friends was like oh i got to go to a jvk counselor meeting <laughs> and i was like how do you get to be a part of that <laughs> like how do you how do you get to be one of those counselors and so finally i you know i just like snuck my way and <laughs> <laughs> yep crafts lady yeah 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 I came, my first time came was the crafts lady and then i got to be your counselor mm-hmm. that was that's a highlight of my my time that was so with fun. jv but anyway awesome i love that too like get, finding different coffee shops those like cool european things mm-hmm. i think sometimes people are like oh you like you live in europe are you sick of seeing castles i'm like no, <laughs> never. No, I, I'm not sick of seeing castles. Like, this is not a thing for me. Um, oh my gosh. And so, speaking of like JVK alumni, third culture kids, like, how has being a TCK, JVK, how has that shaped who you are today? I kind of rhymed, but <laughs> <laughs> it's shaped literally everything I am. I think being a JVK was super essential to the mission life that I had mm-hmm. because that reminded me that I wasn't alone. Like our best friends in Slovakia, like they're doing the same thing, you know, mm-hmm. like they're also going to school in a different country in a different language and bringing their 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 friends to fusion, to edge sports, to English yeah. camps, like whatever. And we were we knew that we were part of something bigger than ourselves. And that really helped me, I think, get my mind off of, oh, myself and whatever, whatever. if I was doing anything that was really hard, like yeah. knowing that every yeah. everyone else, all the other JVK were doing this was was great. Um, and then being a TCK is everything I am. And I didn't really understand that before coming into college because, you know, they, they tell us this literally all the time and that's yeah. like fun and whatever. But I didn't really understand it. Um, and I can truly say now that being a TCK shapes how I see people. Meaning I see them as an individual with a story and I want to know that story a lot. It um, shapes how I interact with people. Um, Being bilingual, for one, has really taught me how to listen well and how to um, approach different cultures and language and how to respect and adapt to both, regardless of whatever culture or language it is. And being a TCK really, really shapes how I see the world. So yes, literally I, everything, <laughs> literally everything. What do you remember even the first time you heard like about TCK third culture kid? 
Uh, I think the first time I heard about it was at Missionary Training International in Colorado, and I was like eight. So I didn't really know. <laughs> like really impacted you <laughs> eight-year-old? I, I was like, what does this mean? I don't know. <laughs> but they really drill it into our heads as, as JVK. They um, tell us that we're TCKs, and they try to tell us what it means. But I think it really took me to step out of the TCK community to really understand what all of that meant. So yeah pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. But it really, do, it does shape you oh, and yeah. because you're an American, but you're group in Czech, your parents are American, but like what, yeah, it's like, what is it? Mm-hmm. What does this mean? <laughs> what, what were some of the challenges being a TCK? Um, some of the challenges were, well, in Europe, it was always knowing that I was different and it, no one was like, oh, you're different or whatever. But right. Ooh, you're <laughs> but you, you're the only American in a class full of, of Czech kids like that mm-hmm. sets you apart somehow. And I was always very aware of that. And then coming to America, I was always very aware that I was I had an international background. And so there were things that my friends would do or say that would just remind me that I was different. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. A huge challenge for me coming into college was realizing how different I was from all these other American kids that I was getting to know and meeting. And I became really frustrated with myself because I was like, why can't I just be like everyone else? Like, Mm, why is something mm -hmm. that's so so easy for them so hard for me? Um, And it finally had to come to a point when the Lord was like, okay, do you want to be like everyone else or do you want to accept who I've made you to be and get to know who I've made you to be. And so I needed to come to a point where I could accept the differences that I have and not suppress them and Mm -hmm. find people who really respected those differences and wanted to know more instead of just skip over them, Mm -hmm. I guess. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I think that's really important to come to a place where you, you, your identity really is in Christ Mm -hmm. and not like, my culture or even like family, um, but coming to a place of like, okay, yeah, my circumstance might be, it's different, like growing up in Czech as an American, but really at the core of who I am, I am a child of God, you know? Yeah. So that's, when would you say that you became a believer? Well, I have the classic American Christian story of accepting Jesus when you're seven. (laughs) Hey, I was four. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was, I was, we were still in Colorado at the time. And I remember asking my dad to help me accept Jesus. And we went up to like my bedroom with like the princess canopy thing over yes, it. And, yes. you know, the classic whatever. But at the time I was homeschooled still. So I think about that time and I don't remember anything that was remotely difficult. Like we literally mm-hmm, mm-hmm. raised butterflies in our backyard. Like oh, that was, that was how, how sheltered we are. And being sheltered Beautiful. is not bad, but yeah. it is very limiting. And so, um, I, I remember thinking about that time and being like, I don't remember feeling like I needed Jesus at all. Mm-hmm. And so I think mm-hmm. the kickstart for me was when we moved overseas and I, my little homeschool bubble just kind of was blown out of proportion. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so, um, I remember just going through these really hard situations and really hard things about going to school in a different language that I didn't know with the people that I didn't know mm-hmm. in, in a culture that I didn't understand. And I remember expressing this and my mom was like, maybe you should pray about it. And so oh yeah, as soon as I started doing that, um, 
it didn't get easier, but I, I went to school in the morning knowing that I wasn't alone anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I think that was probably the beginning of a very long story that, you know, just is still going on today. That's right. It's still going on. God constantly reminds me like you are not alone. Mm -hmm. Yes. You have to like do this by yourself, but you're not alone. Like, you Mm -hmm. know, like those kinds of situations. (laughs) I remember when I, when I did my internship with uh, Josiah Venture in 2011, gosh, I was sharing my story with some of the the young Slovenes uh, that were going to go to like come to camp. They were some of like the leaders on the team. We had this like camp leadership team. And I remember being asked to like share my testimony. And I was like, I mean, like, you know, I became a believer when I was four years old. Like, <laughs> that I didn't have like this like, you know, crazy extravagant. I was on drugs. And yeah. Then, you know, like all this. But. I was talking with, um, so Andre and Nina, they're the country leaders in Slovenia. And Nina said to me, she's like, she's like, Gwen, your story to me is so beautiful because I want that story for my children. Mm-hmm. Like they're first generation believers and like they're raising their kids in a Christian home. Like they weren't raised in a Christian home. And I was like, I was raised in a Christian home. Yep. Like, <laughs> boring, you know, but yeah. really like that is the grace of God. Like mm-hmm. I look back and I'm so thankful that I've known God like my whole life yep. basically. And so, and I think God uses that. Like there's a, God uses those crazy wild stories too. But even the fact that we both were raised in a Christian home and we we're like still following the Lord mm-hmm. and still wanting to grow in our faith and, and not to like, I had to come to a point where I'm like, Oh, this isn't just my parents' faith. Yeah but it's mine. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I remember, um, I would talk to some, I was discipling one of the, one of my friends and she was not, she is not raised in a Christian home at all. And I remember trying to tell her about the stories of Moses and mm-hmm. Jonah and Abraham. And I just watched as her eyes just got so big because uh-huh. she didn't know these yeah. stories and these yeah. stories like, I went to like Bible Blast in Colorado. Bible Blast. Yeah, that's what it was called. And we like had to memorize these stories. And so I'd I'd grown up with them and they're like second nature to me. Like, yeah, I know the story of Joshua and Jericho and whatever. Yeah, cool. But to them, it's all new. And so having her, watching her um, just kind of accept these stories and hear them for the first time was me also hearing them for the first time through Mm -hmm. her eyes. Mm -hmm. And I realized what an impact that was. And it helped me see the character of God more deeply than I ever have before. Yes. There's there's something so cool about being the first one to tell someone about Noah Mm -hmm. or like about Moses. You know, when he like part of the Red Sea, they're like, no, what are you talking about? (laughs) Yeah. I don't know how it is for in Czech, but I know in Slovenia, like one of the stories they're taught in school is the story of the prodigal son. And that's like part of like, Really? Their curriculum, even. And, and a lot of like, they're like, oh, this is like a Bible story, you know? Yeah. And so they've heard that one, but to tell about, yeah, oh my gosh, King David and yep. Samson and Delilah yep. and all these like Old Testament heroes that were messed up people mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that God used. And I think that's so cool that we have had those experiences of like getting to tell non Christians, like, oh, you know, these like classic Bible stories that, yep. you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's cool. What was going to school really like for you? Like language learning. You're nine years old. (laughs) You don't know any Czech. (laughs) Oh, man. I remember. So we got to uh, Czech 
uh, December 2011. And it was right in the middle of Christmas break. So all these schools had been in session already. Mm-hmm. And so we were coming into like the second semester or second term or whatever. Yeah. Um, and we would start in January, which is like the worst possible time for a new kid, let alone yeah. an American <laughs> right. to come into a, a school and try to try to survive, essentially, which yeah. was what it was. And I have this memory. It was Hayes was not old enough to go to school yet. He was still in uh, Shkolka, which is kindergarten. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was me, Asher and Kaden. And we kind of like walked through the doors and all three of our teachers, because we were in different classes, mm-hmm. were just standing there in this big hallway. And then Hi. they like split us up <gasps> and walked us up to our classes. And I remember... Um, it was just, it was really hard, but I think when you're that young, you don't realize how hard things are. Yeah. Um, for me, this reality became my reality. And so I was like, yeah, this is hard, but I have no other option. Like, right, right. this is what I'm doing. So we would go to school, um, didn't understand a, a single thing people were talking about. Um, the only thing, only, only class I really did understand was math. Because oh. I could see it. <laughs> yeah. And the yeah, numbers good, are yeah. the same. So that's good. I could kind of understand when she was talking about addition or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like I, I knew that. So math was actually, and I hate math for background, yeah. but <laughs> it was actually like really helpful for me because I'm a visual learner. So seeing everything was really helpful. Um, and it was just really hard. Like I didn't speak and, but I had to learn. And the first thing Mm -hmm. when it comes to language learning is your ears have to get used to the sound. So when you can hear the spaces between words, that's when you're getting it. Yes. I remember that was Slovene. I would be like in church on a Sunday listening to the worship songs. And I was like, that's just one long word. Like they're just singing one long word. And then it's like, oh no. Okay, I can start hearing the different mm-hmm. words. Yeah, that's that's yeah. that's how it starts. And so we would go to school, and then uh, after school, we would have uh, this check lesson with someone who would mm-hmm. walk us through the cases, the different terms for things, like just vocabulary stuff. Um, and so after six hours of check, we would go for another hour of check, which was just a lot for you know a kid's yes. brain. And then we would come home and. Um, pull all of our Legos and Playmobil out and turn on Adventures in Odyssey and listen to that <laughs> for another six hours because our brains were so tired um, yeah. and we just didn't want to hear it. We didn't want to yeah. hear Czech anymore. No more Czech today. Yeah. yeah I'm checked and, out. <laughs> and our dad would always be like, hey guys, can you speak Czech at home? And we were like, no. no. <laughs> we can't do that. We've had enough. Absolutely not. <laughs> so yeah. And it was just a lot. I remember um, every school that we went to, I would always check people you you sit in twos so the the desk is for two people oh, and okay. um i there was i didn't understand check class and science nothing and whoever was sitting next to me was was supposed to help me mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and so i remember there has not been a school that i have been to that i have not had a right hand someone mm-hmm. someone and i changed schools a lot and the lord always provided for me um a girl who would sit next to me and help me. And that was such an encouragement because by the time I got into high school, um, I went to one year of Czech high school. I didn't need the right hand anymore, Yeah, which was just a testament of God's faithfulness to me, which was just amazing. So, wow. That he, yeah, he knew that he mm-hmm. knew that you needed someone right there. And did this girl like usually speak English? No, not, no, nothing. Usually they would just like have me copy whatever they wrote because I didn't, I just didn't know what to do. Um, 
And, but yeah. And then as I began to speak more, like I, I, you know, made friends and mm -hmm. it's weird. Communication is so different when you can't talk to people. Um, yeah. You, you use your hands a lot. <laughs> you, use, <laughs> you do. Sure, you start playing charades. Yeah. 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 So. Oh, wow. I can't imagine that. Like I, I mean, okay. I learned German when I was in high school, but I wasn't in a German school, mm -hmm. but for you, like even I'm amazed at young kids, like their brains are able to like learn a new language so much quicker yeah. than like an adult. Like, I'm, oh my gosh, language learning has been difficult for me, but I'm so thankful to hear that about just having that friend by you. Mm -hmm. Okay. So thinking about how you're TCK, you moved when you were nine years old. What advice would you give to parents who are thinking about moving their whole family to another culture? Mm -hmm. um, I would say if you can, because families are different, but if you can put your kids in public school, 110% mm. do it. Mm, and mm -hmm. it, of course, depends on their age. And, you know, if they're in their teen years and that's going to be harder than their um, nine-year-old self right. or yes. whatever. Yeah. And I know that this is the harder option, but if you do do this, they will learn how to speak the language and this will immerse them in their culture and it will really help them later on through ministry. Mm -hmm. um, another thing I would say is involve your kids in your ministry, because if you don't, they will feel like they're cargo and that oh, they yeah. just don't they they just don't um, belong in this country that you're in. So did you feel like you were on mission? Oh, yeah. With your parents? I was yeah. super involved in fusion. I was leading the choir. I was bringing my friends from school into fusion. Um, I was just really involved. And all four of us are like Caden's a drummer yeah. for fusion. Asher does like piano. Yeah. And so when you give kids like this kind of a mission and a job, it becomes their mission. And all of a sudden mm -hmm. you are all together a family and that's what Josiah Venture is really advocating for yeah, family, family on mission, mission. Yeah, family and it's so yeah. important because you'll meet TCKs who who their parents or even missionary kids they'll just send them off to boarding school in a different country and yeah. then they feel like they are so out of place and they've missed the mission they've missed the calling and then they mm. don't know what to do with themselves when they get out so for you that felt really empowering oh, and yeah. not like a burden. Yeah. Because okay. yeah. missionary kids are really special because they, if they, if you do it right, if they're taken care of well, then they really understand the mission mm -hmm. and they carry that mission into whatever else they go into. Even if they leave the country, that's what happened to me. Yeah. I um, came into college being like, Oh yeah. Okay. I'm done being the missionary kid. Like <laughs> That part of my life is over. over. Yeah. You know, I can I don't have to be the American anymore. Yeah. But I learned the hard way and that the Lord, he was just like, hey, your mission never changed, even mm. if the mission field did. Oh yeah. And good. so I started learning how to live my college life, which is all about you. It's about your studies, your friends, your life. What are you going to do with your future? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, but the Lord really changed my heart. And he was like, how can you serve me in this time? Mm. And so I started looking at my college education as um, a helping hand. And but I was also like, OK, how can I um, live and still serve and still be on mission yeah. and and for the, mm -hmm. the cross? Because that's your ultimate purpose. And the reason why I'm going to a Christian college and learning all these things is to learn what the Lord has given me and the gifts that he has given me and how can I serve him best. So yes. even missionaries in America or even retired missionaries, like even if you've accepted Jesus, you are a missionary. It doesn't matter 
if you've yeah, gone that's to actually a like your country, job description. Yeah. Your job yeah. description is to harvest and yeah. make disciples. Disciple. Baptize. Yeah. yeah. And it doesn't matter if you've lived in a different culture and people and language. Like you are you are called. And yes. that is our ultimate calling. And so, yeah, I love that. And I can like see your face and hear your like passion in your voice when you talk about this. And I love that you like grew up like being taught to have a servant heart and have a servant attitude. And like, no matter where you go, mm-hmm. you're going to be that person who is others focused and all that. Mm-hmm. So you, you learned that growing up in the Czech Republic I did. Like, <laughs> and having great parents to have good conversations with you. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, so what advice would you give to like the kids? Like we say, you know, eight year old so-and-so mm-hmm. is about to move to a new country. What would you, I would say that this is going to be really hard and some days it's going to hurt to, to get up in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're going to go through a lot of change, but I, I promise you, if you allow the Lord to into your life, if you allow him to deliver you, and if you walk in faith, you will not be alone. And the Lord can do so much through you, but you have to pray. You have to ask him and involve him in your everyday decisions, Mm -hmm. whether that's, Lord, um, give me the strength to talk to this person, even if I don't speak Czech, or help me go up to the teacher and try to get her to understand what I want. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> You know, like that takes a lot of courage. And mm-hmm. I think one of the hardest things for missionary kids is that the, they will feel so alone because they feel very isolated in their class mm. um, because they're different. Mm-hmm. But being different is only a handicap if you let it. Ooh, that's so, good. Yeah. So use that difference, but also, you know, involve the Lord in your life. Totally. I need that advice. (laughs) That's good. No matter, no matter if you're moving across culture or Mm -hmm. just in your own hometown. Oh man, God's with you and he's doing stuff. Yeah. And even if you move off the mission field, like if you leave um, and go back to the States, like you're not finished. No, you're not finished. That's just the beginning. You just take the experiences that you have and use them for something, um, something bigger and something better that the Lord has put you in. Right. Yeah. No matter your vocation. Like I, I so admire people who are doctors, who are teachers, who are like whatever you're doing with your life, like you're still a missionary. You're Mm -hmm. still get to like, and you're a believer. You still get to share your faith with those around you in a, like in your circumstance. Yep. Like uh, that's awesome. In the business world, we need more Christian men in the business world. We really do. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So I think that's, oh, that's awesome. Um, so now you got one year of college done mm-hmm. and I know it was okay in the middle of quarantine. Oh my, oh word. my gosh. <laughs> I can't imagine. Yeah. Uh, um, so talk to us a little bit more about that transition and leaving your family mm-hmm. in a new school. You're now, you know, learning in English. Oh my word. <laughs> not in Czech. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. It was so, it was so much harder than I thought it was going to be. I was, for some reason I was like, because I'm an American, um, I'm not going to go through tons of culture shock. I went through so much culture shock and it was in places that I didn't expect it to be. Um, and that was really hard and took an entire semester to actually get used to like Mm -hmm. how American kids do, how Americans kids do school. I had no idea. Right. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, what does this look like? Um, Because (laughs) school in the U.S. and college, I would say, is a lot of writing and reading and 
kind of like applying what you've learned to your class or to your to whatever you're doing to your life. Um, and then in Europe, especially in Czech, it's like how much information can you re- maintain? So yeah, like retain the knowledge. Yeah, yeah. So there's so many exams we had to do so many just everything. Um, and in college was a lot of writing, which was great. Like I, I love writing, I'm a huge writer. And so I, I knew what I was doing, but it was still quite the change. And I think the most surprising thing was my professors, <laughs> actually. <laughs> oh, because yeah. Because I would have a consultation with one of them about my paper or whatever. And then she'd be like, okay, so how are you doing? Like, you're like, uh, I was like, you care? How <laughs> yeah. much am I supposed to tell you? Like, I don't know. <laughs> because in Czech, your um, relationship between student and teacher is very professional. So mm-hmm. they don't ask you how you're doing. They mm-hmm. don't ask you... Um, anything that's really not school related. So it was, and then I remember there was this, my first consultation. I was, I was um, coming off of this, this open book exam that I told you about that was yeah. just a, kind of a disaster. And so I told her about it and she was like, yeah, you're used to I open almost book like exam. cried. Yeah. I was like, this is <laughs> so hard. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know how to take tests in America. <laughs> and she was like, okay, well, do you have another try? I was like, yeah, he, we have three chances. And he, and she was like, okay, Maybe you should retake that. <laughs> yeah, maybe take that chance. Yeah. So um that was that was great. And uh friendships in English are so different, but it's also really awesome because I feel like I can express myself more in English for sure, emotionally. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's a lot easier for me to do that. But I have I have to make decisions in Czech. I can't do it in English otherwise. Really? Oh yeah. It's so weird. I don't I don't know why. I think Czech is so straightforward and yeah, very blunt, very blunt. Yeah. And the attitude is like, no, this is the way. And you're stupid if you think it's otherwise. Like, right, this yeah. is how it's supposed English to be. English is very fluffy. English is and, so yeah. undecisive. It's like, oh, you could do this or you could do You can that. like maybe if you kind of sort of want yeah, to. Yeah, like but... what? Just make the decision, you know? <laughs> so that is funny. And I still like logically, when I'm thinking logically, it has to be in Czech. Otherwise, I just can't do it. Wow. Have you had um, opportunities to like use your check in the States? Um, Yeah, actually there were, so there were two Czech guys on campus. Very crazy. Their family is Czech, their brothers. Um, So uh, the, both of them, like one of them was, was kind of, kind of like kind of spoke Czech because they lived in America for a while. The other was was more fluent. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was fun to like see them and speak like, tech. And I was like, hey. Yeah. <laughs> so Ahoy. yeah, that was fun. One of them was in my class uh, last semester, actually. So it was fun to like talk to him about that. Um, oh, that's cool. And then sometimes uh, some of my friends would be like, oh, can you like say this in Czech or whatever? I want to see yeah, how like, it uh, sounds. Uh, sure. <laughs> so uh. that was fine. I don't mind it a lot unless they're like annoying about it, but no one has been annoying about it, so. That's good. It's yeah. good. <laughs> and that's so interesting to hear about even like I knew this, like the difference between teachers in America versus Europe. And I know that, like there's different schools of thought and how you like are supposed to teach. But my sister is a high school English teacher and she very <clears throat> much views her students holistically. Like if they didn't have breakfast this morning, it's going to affect the way that they're learning in my class. If they're like, if they just got in a fight with with their best friend in the hallway, that affects how they learn in my class. And Mm -hmm. so like, she very much is like, I am teaching the whole student. And so I want to know if there's like problems at home or if I can help in any way. And oh my gosh. And so that's encouraging to hear that you've had like a different experience Mm -hmm. with your teachers actually asking how are you doing Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah uh (laughs) yeah it's crazy 
So what have been some highlights for you? First year of college. Um, well, I, the reason why I wanted to come to America was because I wanted to get to know uh, the American part of me yeah. and I wasn't able to, and I know that I could totally could have gone to school somewhere here for like for free <laughs> or, yeah, yeah. Um, or to England or whatever. But I really wanted to know who I was as an American and mm. what does it mean to be an American and all of that. And honestly, I think this was the worst possible year I could have gone to college right. because uh, everything yeah. blew up COVID racial injustice, um, cult culture shock, just kind of everything. Yeah. But I would say that I learned so much about myself through the people I met. That was so, mm -hmm. so cool. I mm -hmm. learned how to love people well. Um, I don't know, man. A, a highlight for me would be probably last uh, first semester. We got up at 2 a.m. in the morning to do a sunrise hike in New Hampshire. Oh, um, beautiful. And that was fun. So just doing like fun college things like that or making right. making bagels in the lounge or whatever. Yeah, those are those like fun college moments. Yeah. Like, we just ordered pizza at midnight mm -hmm. or whatever. Oh, I've done that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think every college student has to order pizza at midnight at oh, some yeah. point in their life. <laughs> so if you like knowing what you know now after a year and you could go back. Okay, we have a time machine. Here it is. Got a time machine. And you could go back and give yourself like a pep talk. What would you say? Uh, I would say to... Um, to accept who you are and accept your differences. I had to go, I had to experience, you know, kind of hard things to get myself to that point. Cause I thought I was going to be like totally fine at college and was like, Oh, I'm going to be great. Like this is super fun. And yeah, it's fun, but yeah. it's hard. And the things about college that are hard are different from the things that are hard when you're not in college. Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. I wish I, someone could have sat me down and was like, Hey, this is how you have a bad day in college. Oh, okay. Because yeah. there are, and people are like, Oh, why are you having a bad day? Like you're with all your friends and like, duh. Yeah, <laughs> no, sometimes you have bad days yeah. and it's up to you and your attitude on what you do about that. So probably, I don't know, little things like that. Yeah. You can have a good attitude, even on a bad day. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but it's okay to have, like, it's okay to have bad days. And it's okay to, like, be like, I'm sad. Mm -hmm. Or this is hard. Even or, even when you're in college and with all your friends. like That's right. It's still, it can still be hard. Yeah. <laughs> wow. What an experience. And, like, your whole life is just an inspiration to me and how you are so passionate and so hardworking and just want to live your life for the Lord. It's just encouraging. All right. Last question we ask everyone, or the main question we ask everyone is what advice would you give to young people today? And you are a young person. I so. am. <laughs> <laughs> what advice would you give to yourself? <laughs> um, I would say be ready. Be ready for a revival. Be ready for the movement of God, not just in Eastern Europe, but in the world. In the world. Yeah. And be open to it. And I would say pray continually. Prayer has power. And that's something that I've learned yes. a lot. And and when you pray, the Lord is always active and moving. But when you pray, it also helps you become a part of that and be mm -hmm. influenced by that. And I think uh, today, young people just need to be ready for that and aware of that and um, be ready to rise up when they need to. Rise up. <laughs> yeah, That's great advice. Be ready, people. And for young people, too, I feel like 
young people just have this like energy and they want, they're like ready to take risks and they're ready to do like, I'm going to change the world. Yeah. And so that's great advice just to be ready for whatever opportunities come your way. Mm-hmm. Wow. Is there anything else that you would like to share today? Anything else that we didn't talk about that you were like, oh, I just really want to talk about this. <laughs> anything else burning in your heart? Um, I would say if you can learn another language, go to a different country, get out of the United States, <laughs> yes. even if it's just for four days or whatever, yeah. like, just do it because the world is so much bigger. And I think one of the main problems with living in the States is you kind of forget that everything else, there's so much more outside the United yeah, States totally. and it's so hard to get out of the United States. So if you can go to different countries and experience different cultures, because there is so much more out there and, um, you will come back changed if you do. So adventures out there, mm-hmm. the world awaits. Oh, that's, that's good. That's good. <laughs> I wish I had learned another language when I was nine years old and probably yeah. would have sticked more in yeah. my brain. Well, but immersion is key. That's right. That's right. <laughs> oh, Hannah, thank you so much for sharing your story today and being on the podcast. Oh, I'm so glad I could so do fun. this. So fun. <laughs> okay. Bye. Thank you for listening to Josiah Venture Stories. For more information about Josiah Venture, visit us at josiahventure.com and follow at Josiah Venture on social media. If you have any questions about this episode or would like to get in touch with our guest, please email social at josiahventure.com. And to help more people hear Josiah Venture stories, leave a comment and give us a five-star review or share this episode on your social media. Thank you, friends, and have a blessed day.